millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, it's Misty. This is Lattes and Legends. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday. I hope everyone is having a great day. I myself am drinking some water because I went on quite the hike this morning. So uh, I'm feeling very lazy now, but I feel good. I've gotten in. A lot of mileage this morning. So me and my husband went up in the mountains. And it was nice and cool and got a little bit of rain. It was it was wonderful. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. No, no. I am still going with the series on music urban legends. So this is another episode about that. Um before I start in, I just want to say that you find me on Facebook. It's Lattes and Legends Podcast. Instagram is Lattes and Legends. Mm-mm-mm. The website is lattesandlegendspodcast.com. And Patreon is patreon.com slash lattes and legends. I am so grateful for the new listeners I have and um, some of the new reviews. And I'm super stoked about that and I just wanted to say thank you if you are part of that. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this one. We're going to talk about Keith Moon and Mama Cass and their deaths slash the urban legend of their deaths. The sources for today's episode flashback.com bbc.co.uk, Wikipedia, wespeakmusic.tv, rule42.com, telegraph.co.uk, uh, and uh, 
yeah, that's my sources. Sorry, my computer is deciding not to work. Hence the change in my tone. All right, here we go. So the story is that Harry Nielsen, his um, flat in London in the 70s was super popular and tons of people hung out there. And so the whole um, story is that Mama Cass died there and Keith Moon died there. And <clears throat> they died in the same bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So part of the urban legend is they A, they died in the same bed. B, they died in the same flat. C, Nielsen was so scared that he never went back there. Um, also, there is um, an urban legend that Mama Cass died when she was eating a ham sandwich. So that is going to be thrown in here as well. Um, for those who do not know who any of these people are and you feel like I'm speaking another language, do not worry. I'll tell you who they are. Please look them up if you don't know who they are. They made some magical music in the 60s and 70s. Uh-huh, for sure. All right, so let's talk about Mama Cass or Cass Elliot. She was born... Ellen Naomi Cohen in Maryland on September 19th, 1941. She was the daughter of Bess and Philip. Her grandparents were Russian Jewish immigrants. Her family had a lot of financial stresses and uncertainty when she was a child. Her father was involved in several business ventures throughout his life, ultimately succeeded through the development of a lunch wagon business in Baltimore, which provided meals to construction workers. Hmm. Her mother was a nurse. She had a brother named Joseph, a younger sister named Leah. Her life was spent with her family in Alexandria, Virginia. And then they moved to Baltimore when she was 15. Um, yeah. So she adopted the name Cass in high school. Um, some people think it came from the actress Peggy Cass. She assumed the surname Elliot sometime later in the memory of a friend that had died. All right. So she left high school before she graduated and moved to New York City to focus on acting. After leaving high school, she toured with the music man in 1962 and then auditioned for a part you know who got it instead mm -hmm. barbara streisand so she didn't pursue music until she moved to dc and there she went to american university America's folk music scene was blowing up. And so she met a banjo player and a singer, Tim Rose. And um, they formed a band called The Big Three with Josh Brown. Hmm. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. So they did a few shows, didn't make it too big. 
Tim Rose left the band in 64. And that's when Elliot bounced around from band to band. <clears throat> and she met John and Michelle Phillips. And that is when they clicked super big and became the Mamas and the Papas. Um, the Mamas and the Papas, uh, apparently there's a lot of um, kind of, I don't want to say incestual because they're not related, but I, well, for all intents and purposes, like an incestual type of band kind of deal. So there were two female lead singers, which, you know, sometimes can be crazy. Um, but Michelle Phillips and Cass Elliott got along rather well. Like I said, there were some things, some tensions with everyone in the band, but for the most part, I mean, they were amazing. If you know songs like California Dreamin', Monday, Monday, Dream a Little Dream of Me, you know, the mamas and the papas. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit. Um, Cass Elliot did travel to London a lot, and this is where she met tons and tons and tons of people, like Harry Nielsen um, and the likes. And this is also when she got involved in drug use. So rumors began to spread that she did a lot of heroin. Um, a friend of hers wrote a book called Dream a Little Dream of Me. In, in the book, she talks about how she and Cass Elliot shot up heroin with her boyfriend. Um, and Elliot became very, very depressed. David Crosby also mentioned the use of heroin with Mama Cass in his book. And he said, quote, it was always the bad drug, always the worst. It got a little more open around the time that Cass and I were doing it, but it wasn't something you told people about. It wasn't anything you bragged about. You know, me and Cass Elliot were closet junk takers and used to get loaded with each other a lot. We loved London because there was pharmaceutical heroin available in drugstores. Mm-hmm. It was in these injectable tablets that you crushed and dissolved in order to shoot them. Me and Cass used to mash them up and snort the powder. Cass took a lot of pills, usually from the opiate family, downers of all sorts, and we did a lot of coke together. Oh, yeah. Friends, when you look at the time frame that these men and women were in. It's pretty crazy what they put in their bodies and whatnot. All right, so um, Michelle Phillips from The Mamas and the Papas said this, and I quote, it was 1974 and Cass was ecstatic that she was going to London to play the Palladium. 
After she had played two nights there, she called me, crying with joy, telling me that she had gotten a standing ovation both nights and she had sold out both nights. She was just as happy as I'd ever seen or heard her. The following day, I was having lunch at Warner Brothers and a friend of mine came running out with the terrible news that Cass had died in her sleep of a heart attack. It was just unbelievable that she had died on the night that she'd called me and she'd just been so happy and so fulfilled. It was a wonderful thing for her that she had made the leap from Mama Cass to Cass Elliot. And I do know this one thing, Cass Elliot died a very happy woman. So she said that in 2005. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the urban legend about her death, Mama Cass's death. So it is an urban legend that she died because she was choked to death on a ham sandwich. So the story spread soon after the discovery of her body and was complete speculation. And this is what the media does. Anyway, so there have been articles over and over and over again. They're like, these rumors are completely false. Please do not keep starting this stupid rumor that she choked on a ham sandwich. <sighs> So basically in 2014, the media finally identified the person who started this rumor and it was a doctor in London who had first examined her body. What the hell? I got that. It was 1974, but what the hell? Anyway, um, then another doctor performed an autopsy and he determined that she had died of heart failure. There was absolutely no food present in her windpipe. Or a ham sandwich in her mouth. So, we can rest easy knowing ham sandwiches are not the culprit. Okay? So, go ahead and eat your ham sandwich, guys. It's going to be delicious. All right. So, let's talk about Keith Moon because he is the other person who so-called died at Harry Nielsen's place. So, Keith Moon was born in London. He grew up in Wembley. He was known as a very hyperactive child. If you've ever seen him play the drums, you can see this. Um, his art teacher said in a report, quote, guys, I'm going to be quoting something, and this is a word I do not use. So please keep in mind, I am quoting something from the 40s, okay? 40s, late 40s, 50s. I did not say this personally. His art teacher said in a report, quote, retarded artistically, idiotic in other respects, end quote. Hmm. His music teacher said he has, quote, a great ability, but must guard against a tendency to show off. Hmm. So... If you know anything about Keith Moon, that's right. He's a drummer. He was a drummer. So he learned how to play drums. He took it up instantly. So he took lessons from a ton of contemporary drummers in London. He was, um, what am I saying? Mm -mm -mm -mm. He was inspired by Elvis, uh, the Beach Boys. So, you know, he was in that era, so he was ready to rock and roll. He joined a few bands. The first serious band was called The Escorts. 
That was in 1962. Then he joined a band called the Beachcombers. That was in 64. Uh -uh -uh. They were pretty much a cover band. Then The Who came along. Yes, the band, The Who. All right, so a commonly cited story of how Moon joined The Who is that he first appeared at a show. Um, and he was dressed up, but I don't know, there was something gone awry with his whole like dressed up get up. So he like came to the show to see a band and, um, he decided that since the drum kit was empty during a set break or something, he would just start playing the drums. So in the words of the drummer who was in this band, he said, go ahead, get behind this guy's drums. And he played one song and Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend were there and they were like, uh, are you for real? And to quote Roger Daltrey, he said, I looked at him and said, what are you doing next Monday? He said, nothing. And well, that's how the who formed. Um, do, do, do. All right. So they began touring. Of course, they became super popular. Of course, everyone wanted to be at a who concert. Um, so much so that there were um, some concerts that led to deaths. Um, we can talk about that at some other point when we dive into more um, of those kind of things. Anyway, so The Who is awesome. I will continue to say that I love The Who. I just do. Anyway, um, so Keith Moon... And I'm back. I just spent the last 28 minutes dealing with the Wi-Fi. So, there's that. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Keith Moon's death. He wanted to get sober, so he was prescribed a sedative to alleviate his withdrawal symptoms from alcohol. Um, and the sedative is really addictive, so um, it was not really suggested. And he was being given it unsupervised. Um, so if you mix it with alcohol, which he did, you could die. He was given a hundred pills and he was told to take a pill every time he was craving alcohol, but no more than three pills a day. So, um, by 1978, he was having a really hard time playing the drums. He got really sluggish and he could barely hold his drumstick, which was horrible. Um, so on September 6th of that year, he was a guest um, of Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney at a preview of the Buddy Holly story movie. So he dined with the McCartneys. 
And then he went back to their flat, watched another movie, um, had steak and eggs. And uh, then he ended up taking 32 of those pills. Mm-hmm. When a friend of his checked on him that next afternoon, she found him dead. <clears throat> so, 32 of those sedatives. Yikes. All right. So what's the urban legend supposedly? So the urban legend is... All right, so we already talked about Mama Cass how she didn't die from choking on her <coughs> sandwich. Sorry. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. The urban legend is that they both died at the flat that belonged to Henry. <laughs> Harry Nielsen. I'm not sure why I said Henry. Okay. The small one-bedroom flat was at 12 Curzon Place. Um, and he had bought it, Harry Nielsen bought it because he really liked the location. It was really close to Apple Records, and it was super close to the Playboy Club in the Tramps Disco. Yeah! The top floor flat had been designed by a trendy company, and at the time, who was running the company? Oh yeah, Ringo Starr. Nielsen was away from London a lot and was very happy with lending his place to other musicians. And he had lots of musician friends. So four years after Cass Elliot died at his flat, Keith Moon, after fitting in enough partying and all this stuff, died in the very same bed. Hmm. On the day he died, Moon had awoken at 7.30 a.m. and asked his girlfriend to cook him a steak. After she complained about cooking him another meal, he said, if you don't like it, you can fuck off. So unfortunately for Keith, those were his last words. He ate the steak while he watched a movie without her because I guess she left for some reason. Um, and he went back to sleep after taking 32 of those tablets. Whew. She found him dead later on that day. All right. So. What am I getting at here? All right. So. Basically. It is creepy that. They both died in the flat and apparently on the same bed. So after the second death in his bed, Nielsen quickly sold his flat to Pete Townsend and he moved back to L.A. Of course, like Mama Cass and especially Keith Moon, Harry Nielsen liked having a good time and his consumption of drinks and drugs were once described as uh, phenomenal. Sorry, lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so Marion Faithful said this about Harry Nielsen. Quote, we used to do drugs together. And when I say drugs, I don't mean those airy-fairy drugs they do nowadays. I'm talking about narcotics. Elton John described seeing him in the recording studio. And he said, quote, 
He opened his mouth to sing and blood poured out. He had done so much coke that his throat just hemorrhaged. And you know what? He didn't even notice. Yikes. Um, so Harry Nielsen did live to be 52. He survived one heart attack, but he died from another one in 93. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it's interesting to know that Mama Cass died from heart failure. Um, and a lot of people say her heart was weakened because she tried to get on too many diets. Like she was aware that her size was large and she tried her best to get skinnier, thinner, if you will. And her heart just couldn't take it anymore. Coincidentally enough, Keith Moon had an appetite for booze and he died from the overdose of medicine to stop him from drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so on another note, not long before his first heart attack, Nielsen found out that his entire $5 million fortune had been embezzled him. Embezzled had been embezzled. That left him and his family with pretty much nothing. And a lot of people say he never really recovered from that shock. Um, so did they both die on the same bed in the same flat? From all the research I've done, it seems like, yes, they did. Um, did Harry Nielsen get freaked out? Mm-hmm, 100%. But again, you know, they're not alive to tell us the real story about what happened. So, I don't know. I'll let it roll around in your heads for a little bit. And I will leave you with that. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I will be back next Sunday. And look for something bright and special to share with friends and family this week. It's got to be something. There's got to be a pot of gold at the end of your proverbial rainbow. I'll keep thinking on it because, yeah, I think my hike was my pot of gold for the week. Um... Yeah, happy Sunday. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
the secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.